0: What's up everybody? Hardest part of the ring is here to bash at the beach. That's stupid. That's a stupid way to start an episode. Whatever. It's bash at the <laughs> WCW Bash at the beach 1994 got you some WCW here today on the apron bump and man oh man what a landmark show this is because uh, you know going through if you've been following me following my reviews of these mid 90s shows there is a reason for all of it right because in terms of WCW so me if you're unaware I never watched WCW growing up. I was an attitude era kid. All WWF gave me more, gave me all the Stone Cold and the Rocks and the Sa Rioses. All put, put all of that right into my veins. That's who I was. That's who I kind of still am. But I've always wanted. I've always wanted a reason to go back and revisit WCW. And this podcast has given me a reason. And. It has been quite a doozy so far. So the way I structured it is I wanted to get a few shows in before Hulk Hogan. I wanted to see kind of what WCW was before Hogan, before Nitro, before all that, right? Before WCW really took a turn, kind of at the beginning of the Eric Bischoff era. But now we've reached a pivot point. Bash at the Beach, 1994. Is the debut, the in ring debut of Hulk Hogan. And do they throw him in a tag match? Do they throw him in a kind of a warm up match? No, sirree, Bob. They put him in the match of the millennium, I think is what they call it. Uh, they compared it to the moon landing. <laughs> At least Michael Buffer did on, on this show. Hulk Hogan versus rick flair for the wcw world heavyweight championship hulk hogan's first match and boy howdy do they start with a fucking high bar here but man it was awesome no complaints uh so far from me but as i said i am still on this journey and now we get to see what wcw with hulk hogan looks like and this is the start of it and no better guest to join me in the beginning of that journey then my boy burying the smarks past guests past great guests i've had him on uh some episodes mostly some current stuff i think i had i had him on a uh, review of summer slam 2020 also had him on to review aew all out which you know just not to pull the curtain back too much but that is definitely one of my most uh, popular episodes you can Find him on Instagram at burying smarks underscore. And he also has a great podcast, which you can find on all podcast platforms uh, called burying the smarks. Really good podcast, really good Instagram follow as well. And I will, as always put all of his info in the description here. So check him out. And uh yeah, great guest, Mr. Uh, BTS over here. And I wanted to bring him back for a little change of pace, a little nostalgia, a little retro. And uh, let's just admire Hulk Hogan's beautiful tan and his oily, oily chest. So it's about an hour of that. (laughs) Just talking about Hulk Hogan's various vascular elements of his body and all of his striations and his all delicious boulders of shoulders that he has. Uh, I'll, I'll be deflated. You know, why why am I talking about Hulk Hogan's body right now? We do that enough in the podcast. I'm just going to get right to it. We got a lot in this show. We got Hulk Hogan. We got Ricky Steamboat. We got Stone Cold. We have Hank Aaron's there for some reason. Who knows? A lot of hullabaloo, a lot of shenanigans, but let's get to it. WCW Bash at the Beach, 1994 with myself and burying the Smarks. So you were watching live as this was happening?
1: yeah i was like in the fourth grade man i was like watching between that and uh i think what was it that SummerSlam, that same
0: i think yeah it was around the same time yeah yeah yes because you know because i mean i'd never really watched wcw i mean i was i was born in 93 so i was like one years old at the time jesus um, christ man you made me old. <laughs> honestly i thought we were a similar age i'm kind of surprised you have you have a youthful voice
1: oh thanks man <laughs> thanks yeah, I was in the fourth grade in 94, man. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, giving, that's giving you my age right there. Man, aging you.
0: Um, so yeah, maybe you can actually <laughs> explain some of the stuff that was on this show. Because, I mean, I was familiar with a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of like why I, wa- I like going back and watching these shows. It's like a whole new experience for me um, in some ways. Um, but yeah, Bash at the Beach, 94, pretty much revolved around Hulk Hogan. Yeah, his um, debut. Exactly. So you were you were in the fourth grade during this show. So you probably were watching Hogan when he was in the WWF, right? Yes. For his first run. So were you like, because, you know, people that lived through that time always say that like people were getting burnt out on Hogan and WWF with him beating like Yokozuna at WrestleMania and all that. And people didn't really like it. Do you think that fatigue like carried over into WCW? Because this was only like a year after he left WWF. Honestly,
1: I I don't remember like me being tired of watching him. Um, yeah. I think it was more so like the older guys that were kind of tired of watching him. But I was loving it. I was kind of disappointed when he did leave. Right. But, um, I wasn't. I wasn't tired. Yeah,
0: I guess you were in that demographic. So yeah, it's probably geared towards you, which is I mean definitely a really good move by WCW, obviously, because that before because I had watched the uh, like two two or three pay per views before this, mm-hmm. and that was. Pre Hogan WCW, which is like just like pure wrestling, like Sting, Vader, uh, Tully Blanchard, like all those like older guys, and where like WWF at this time was doing like all like the crazy characters, like the Doinks and the Lex Luger and Duke the Dumpster, Jose, whoever the fuck, and like WCW is like straight up wrestling. Yeah. So this is like the first step I feel like in WCW becoming more like a spectacle like almost more like what WWF was. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, and it's like so many dream matches. I guess the idea was to like set up dream matches that WWF never capitalized on, which is the main event of this show uh, against Ric Flair. Uh, do you think, because I was watching this, I was like, man, I'm surprised they just did Hogan and Flair right away. I would have figured they would have like eased into it a little bit. Um, I mean, do you think it was a smart move and making that like huge gigantic match right away as for as hogan's
1: first official match yeah i think they made the right call with that just because of the momentum they had riding with hogan and you know and flair and it's like it was a dream match i guess to them back in the day that was what guys now want as undertaker and sting right so they kind of took advantage of it and did it right away and i think it was a smart
0: move yeah yeah, I, th- I think so, too, because even watching, you know, I have no context, really. and I'm kind of watching it with 2020 lenses, but even mm. watching the main event, I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but it, it had a crazy atmosphere. And I really enjoyed the main event, even though I didn't really. These guys, these guys are a little bit before my time, but I, I could definitely get a sense of how
1: how monumental it was. Yeah, well, star studded, man. You had Mr. T. I think you had Shaq. <laughs> it was a big it was a big deal in 94. Oh, you fuck, know, Why the fuck was Mr. T there, first of all? Apparently, he's friends with Hogan, you know? They're trying to write a WrestleMania... What was it? WrestleMania 1? So.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was, like, 10 years before this, though, which is, like, crazy. I mean, I don't know how relevant Mr. T is in 94, but I feel like it's kind of a random... 94? Nah, he wasn't that big. (laughs) Like, it was just a guy that says, I pity the fool. Yeah, (laughs) to this day, that's all he is. I mean, I, I love Mr. T, but... It was weird seeing him. It was cool seeing Shaq, though. Like, I forget how sometimes how long that guy's been a huge star, like, in the NBA and, and elsewhere, but very young. Yeah, he had a great run
1: that year with, with uh, Orlando. So it was like, get the biggest guy in the NBA, you know, the biggest star at the time, and you bring him over. Do you, think cool. it,
0: do you think it was as effective then as it is now with Cody Rhodes?
1: Then, no. Then it was more effective. <laughs> not now now it's like why you bring him on here you don't want to see cody versus Shaq? nah not in 2020 man the Shaq attack the Shaq attack versus uh was cody's finisher the crossroads yeah there you go now the prince the prince of pro wrestling i think is his (laughs) name oh god (laughs) it's good right man yeah i i they could have got anybody else there's a bunch of basketball players out there who are wrestling fans in this day and age yeah and they could have got anybody at this point I don't know why they went to get Shaq.
0: Don't know. Definitely had, like, a mainstream feel, though. Even with Shaq, Mr. T. I think they had Hank Aaron out there, which is another weird one. Yeah. Um, But it definitely, like, you know, all of this kind of contributed to it feeling like a big deal. Because, like I said, the past few shows have kind of been, like, a little flat and a little bit, like, I don't know if stale is the right word. But it definitely had an old school feel. And I feel like people weren't looking for that. No. In 94, Mm -hmm.
1: so. Flash one wanted Flash and and Pyro and all the good stuff, you know? Nobody represents that more than Hulk Hogan. Nope, there you go.
0: Yep. So, first match here. (laughs) Speaking of Flash and colors, holy shit. Johnny B. Bad versus Lord Steven Regal for the TV title. Now, uh, this was supposed to be Sting versus Regal originally, but I guess Sting had some sort of injury. So, last minute fill in here. Um, what do you? So before I was like watching all these WCW shows, I only knew this guy as Mark Mero, like as the the boxer guy (laughs) with sable. And I'm watching that (laughs) fucking Johnny B. Bad here. He's shooting fireworks out of his hands. He's shooting glitter all over the fucking place. It's all over the ring and the floor, like the whole show. And (laughs) it's like borderline blackface. What he's... Oh, I don't know what his whole deal is. What What did you think of Johnny B.
1: Bad? Oh man, um, I really didn't know much about him. I remember like that Christmas, uh, I was trying to get some Hasbro's and my mom couldn't find them, so she got me like a Johnny Bebe bad toy. Mm. Oh god, those things hurt. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I, I, as soon as I saw him, man, this guy's like a ripoff of Little Richie. That's Little what Richard. I yeah, yeah, so yeah. Come to I find think out, that was the idea. Yeah, and then a few years later, I find out that he was actually inspired by Little Richie. So that's right. where he, he got his old gimmick from. But I, I thought he was okay. Um, I just thought he had too much makeup on. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, was, it was bizarre you know, for sure. But the glitter and, and all that stuff, I thought it was pretty cool for like a, a kid back then. Like, it was like, oh, shoot, look, he's got glitter and he's got all mm-hmm. the other stuff shooting out. He had a pretty good moveset. You know, I think he was like cruiserweight, light, like heavyweight. For sure. So he was, it was pretty cool.
0: super ahead of his time, I feel like. Because, yeah, Definitely. he was. Jack. I mean, he was a pretty big dude, but he was also, like you said, had that high-flying kind of style and just stuff he didn't really see typically back then, especially in WCW. No, definitely not. So while, you know, he might have had a little bit too much eyeliner, he was definitely a, a good guy yeah. to throw out there for your opening match.
1: He had a good perm to go with it, too.
0: It, it was a perm. Yeah. It definitely yes. was a perm. <laughs> 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 I might use a different adjective, but... Uh. It was a good perm. I don't know what a good perm is.
1: I'm not too familiar. Just look at Stu, dog. That's a good perm. Oh, that's a perm? Yeah, that's a perm, man. I never would have known. I never would have known. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, someone that did not have a perm was uh, Lord Steven Regal. And, uh, man, you, you have to talk about polar opposites here. Because you have Johnny B. Bad, who, you know, just talking about the flash and the colors and the sparklers and all that shit. And you have, like, the complete... Antithesis Opposite. of that, yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I like watching William Regal wrestle, Stephen Regal, whoever. I know he's not for everybody, but he's just so like he had a unique skill set, especially back then. It's kind of more prominent now, like all that technical stuff. But back then, it was like really interesting to watch, and it was really cool to see like the dynamic
1: between these two guys. And they put and they messed well, you know, they messed pretty good. So it was it was a good match actually.
0: Yeah, it's no. t- the uh, it's always good to have your high flying versus the uh, grounded, uh, technical base. So it's each one's trying to neutralize the other. So yeah, like you said, I thought I thought the dynamic worked really well and it meshed. Um, I've seen a few Johnny B. Bad matches before, and I haven't really been a fan of many of them, but this one was really good. Yeah, I think Regal makes anybody look good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the match ends with uh, so Regal is the, the uh, TV champ here. Uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Johnny B. Badd's Sunset flips over the ropes to try to roll up Regal, but Regal counters into a pin, which kind of looked I think it looked botched, yeah. It did look botched, but it almost kind of looked realistic to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to <laughs> glass half full it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like Regal was able to make it look pretty good, as, as good as it could have in that instance. So, yeah, Regal gets the win here and then uh, maintains the belt, but we're not done with Regal yet. Because this next segment, I mean, it had me kind of confused, honestly. So, Antonio Inoki is in the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Dude. And I mean, it just plays into, you know, they're, they're getting all the names, all the names in sports, pop culture, and all the names in wrestling. And, you know, Antonio Inoki was not huge in America, but definitely as a global superstar, he was he was huge. Yeah. Um, they're, they're giving him a plaque here, but I don't think they're really say why did you did you catch that no they're literally i think it's just a, it's just an excuse to get him in the ring i feel like
1: yeah they were just trying to get all the big names on one show because of hogan's debut yeah but i, I don't yeah. remember why they gave him the plaque could have been like a lifetime achievement I, i'm not too sure but yeah, I don't even know they mentioned they it like, on commentary yeah
0: no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was worth it just for the fact that regal came back in and basically, bucked up to him, and Anoki like takes off his jacket, and they're like about to throw down, and then Regal just dips.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like a tease there. that they didn't really go anywhere.
0: Yeah, did Anoki stick around for anything, or no? Do you know? No, he didn't.
1: No, was he even wrestling at that time? Yeah, yeah, but in Japan, right? I don't think he was wrestling in the states at the time anymore.
0: Didn't want to do the job for Hogan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh dude oh, so this next match so vader versus guardian angel and for those who don't know guardian angel is the big boss man and the backstory story behind this is pretty hilarious so they had they brought in boss man as the boss and he still had he still looked the same he still had the nightstick and the the badge and all that shit Apparently, WWF issued a cease and desist. This is like two pay-per-views ago. It was like the beginning of the summer. Really? So, Boss Man or Ray, Ray Trailer, I think is his name. Yeah. Couldn't use, so he had to have a different name that wasn't in any way resembling Big Boss Man. He couldn't use handcuffs. He couldn't use a nightstick. And he just had to change his whole look. (laughs) So, the, the result of that is changing him to the Guardian Angel. Which is fine. I think that's what they call like. I want to. I want to say it's like firefighters or so, something along those lines. Um, yeah, but he he just looked like a dude that you would see in Home Depot. Basically, he yeah, just slacks and a tucked-in T-shirt. Uh, what do you think about Guardian Angel?
1: Um, well, at the time, to- I thought it was, well, at the time, I thought it was pretty cool because um, yeah. in New York we had um, this vigilante group called the Guardian Angels. Mm-hmm. so they would roam the subways and the streets and try to prevent crime and all this other stuff like basically like a flashlight police officers neighborhood watch kind of thing and oh, okay. when i saw him i you know as a little kid i'm like oh shit like is he part of the guardian angels in new york city so yeah. for a while i thought he was working with them it was just man it was great to be a kid but i i thought it was cool
0: i guess it I worked it then because cool. yeah yeah i didn't know that's what guardian angels were um, I was expecting them to come out with wings or something.
1: Yeah, they I, they wore like red berets and uh, like red jackets and they roamed the streets like two, three in the morning, preventing crime and going to the bad neighborhoods. So yeah. I, I thought because he was a guardian angel, I thought he was like affiliated with the ones here in New York. So I'm like, oh, look, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so it served I didn't its purpose it at all. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> I gas stuff for a while. I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And, yeah. You know, now looking back at it, it was not a cool, it was not, it was not a cool gimmick. <laughs>
0: he Not didn't cool like gimmick. his white t-shirt and his No. That's really
1: how he dressed. Yeah, that's how he dressed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was what it was. I mean, Ray I mean the, the Ray trailer, the guy, I mean he was super underrated in my opinion, uh, definitely one of the bigger big man wrestlers that there ever were and obviously Vader, who's obviously one of the best and it's yeah. cool watching Vader cuz he's another guy that's a little bit before my time. And it's always cool to watch guys like that. And cause like big man, like the, the athletic big man is kind of like a cliche nowadays. It seems like yeah, everyone's everybody a, was, everyone's yeah. a big man who can move. Exactly. But like back then it was seriously something special and invader and holds up to anybody today, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah. And these guys had great chemistry. I think they had actually faced off for like a few pay-per-views in a row. Um, and it's you know two big guys wrestling. You kind of know what you're getting. And um, the first match with the guardian angel gimmick for Boss Man. So, but the match was really good. Like I said, two big guys that can move. Uh, Vader
1: whips out like a huge spin kick. And this is Vader in his prime. And this is yeah. Vader like in his prime. So Vader was on top of his game at this time. Dude, yeah, he was. He's just an intimidating looking dude. Like, there's a lot of big guys
0: that are just big. But Vader had something scary about it. I don't know if it was his mask or if it was his his build. He had a presence about him that I don't think anybody ever had. Yeah, his whole demeanor was just intimidating, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome to watch. Um, so like, like I said, the match was good. The finish was kind of dumb, though. So the ref takes a bump at some point. Uh, Vader grabs a nightstick from Harley Race, who is his manager at the time. Mm -hmm. and kind of an homage to the boss boss man gimmick and all that but uh the guardian angel knocks it from his hands he picks up the nightstick and then the ref comes to sees guardian angel with the nightstick and disqualifies him (laughs) he didn't even use it it's just the fact that he was holding it he was holding it like oh you must have came with
1: that so disqualified
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's something I don't know it just seems inconsistent with how things are done but Whatever, it was a fun match. But yeah, I mean, as far as like Boss Man or Guardian Angel, Boss Man, like what was your favorite iteration of him? I always loved his like SWAT gear in like the late 90s.
1: Yeah, uh, the Boss Man had a, he had a really cool theme. Um, but my favorite one was when he was with the corporate, he was with Vince in the, in the Attitude Era. Right, the
0: SWAT yeah, gear. yeah. That
1: was my favorite Boss Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. early say, I mean, that's, 90s that's Boss I Man.
1: With. He was pretty cool. – like his, theme, his team song was pretty cool and all that. And, but How'd it go? I don't want to sing it, man. I can't sing for shit. Come on. It's, <laughs> just, it's just me and you. It's just me and you here. Oh, uh, man. I forgot the words. But, it, I mean, I, I kind of work out to it in the gym sometimes. Uh, uh, I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> you do curls to the beat of it? I, I, yeah. I, well, I do cardio go, to okay, it. Go,
0: go, go. Oh, I forget the words, too. Otherwise, there I would sing go. it. you go. See? So, I, can, I can hear it in my head. We'll just play a bed over it. When I when I put this out, you know, and there fun. was no
1: intro, there was nothing. It was just straight straight to it. So yeah, <laughs> and I was yeah. kind of disappointed when he came back during the Attitude, and he he didn't have that team, that theme. So
0: it was still a pretty badass theme though. It's, it's Loki yeah. one of my favorite. That's that's one I'll work out to. Uh huh. You see, We're on the same page, man. There it is. <laughs> I knew there was a link somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, after that, we have uh, Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck. Versus Dustin Rhodes and Arn Anderson. A lot of uh, stuff we see in AEW. Some little slight like tie-ins here with the Rhodes and the Andersons. Um, yeah, so yeah. that was that, that was kind of cool to see how how full circle it comes sometimes. Um, the match was uh, it was what it was, but uh, ultimately, so Dustin and Arn are on the same team, and anybody that knows anything about anything knows that that's not going to end well. Cause yeah, Dustin Rhodes, because you know, obviously Arn Anderson is a horseman, and Rhodes is a Rhodes. So, yep. <laughs> is uh, I think I feel like everybody knew it, um, but ultimately, so the match is basically Funk and Buck beating the shit out of Dustin Rhodes for like ten, twelve minutes, and then Dustin finally makes the tag to Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson gets in the ring and then immediately DDTs the shit out of Goldust, and I think uh, I guess one
1: of one of the other guys pins him for the win. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was Buck who pinned him. Yeah, I saw yeah. that from a mile away, man. It was it was like like at the time it was very really, very predictable, mm-hmm. and I saw that from a mile away. It was just like when when's it gonna happen during the yeah. match? <laughs> that was it. Yeah, because I think
0: Flair just turned heel recently too, and I'm I'm pretty sure Flair and Anderson are still together at this point. So yeah, yes, all yes, they are. All the rightness on the on the wall here, but uh. Yeah, it pretty much sets up for – I think the next pay-per-view has war games, which is kind of funny since it just happened last night. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty much setting up a stable, which I think is called the Stud Stable. It's uh, led by Colonel Parker. It's Arn Anderson, Terry Funk, Bunt yeah. Buck. I think somebody was, else. Was it Vader? It might no. have been Vader. They were all – there was some party with champagne at some point in the show with all the guys in the locker room. It was a little weird, but – all the heels, right? Yeah. God, who yeah. was that? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, crazy to see. I mean, it's just a lot of the matches on this show. It's just funny to see, like, with hindsight, with 2020 hindsight, where these guys would end up. Because you have Dustin Rhodes here, who's like a pretty big factor in WCW at this point. But in one year, he'll be Gold Dust in WWF. It's funny because I didn't think it was that early that he debuted.
1: Uh, what was this ninety four? Yeah, ninety five. the Following year,
0: yeah. Because I I googled it to make sure. Because I could have sworn it was ninety six, but it's just it's so crazy how fast things are changing in wrestling. I think Hogan coming in only makes it more volatile. I think.
1: Yeah, and then Savage coming in the next year. So
0: yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, and speaking of guys that are gonna switch companies, this next change the landscape.
1: They change the landscape too. This guy coming oh, up, right?
0: This guy, yeah. Stunning Steve Austin versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And if you don't know he's the dragon, he comes out with fucking dragon wings. (laughs) And (laughs) for the WCW U.S. title, uh, Austin is the champion. I think he's been champion for damn near two years at this point. Um, Yeah, it felt like it. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't watching at the time, but I can imagine. And... Dude, I, I love, there's another instance, a guy that was before my time, but Ricky Steamboat, it is just so fun to watch.
1: Yeah. He's another so, guy that was he's, ahead of his time. He moves time. so smooth in that ring, man. Smooth, yeah. smooth.
0: And I think he even, this is like one of his last big matches, if I'm not mistaken. I think he retired yeah. within a few months.
1: Yeah. This was, to me, honestly, this was like match of the night. Oh, absolutely. And one of the longer matches, yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to that match. It was like match of the night for me. Like it was like the main of the undercard main event
0: for real. I mean, it could have main events at any show in my yep. opinion is cause I saw this on the card, and I was like, Holy shit. Steve Austin has faced Ricky steamboat. Like it was such, you know, like I said, you know, you know, and what stone cold would become and all that is it it's, it's awesome to see him in the ring with Ricky steamboat who f- they feel like they're different generations, but I guess they're really not. Or there's a little bit of overlap here, I guess. Yeah. A little bit of overlap. But yeah, stunning Steve Austin. You can kind of see, I was watching this match, like trying to see semblances of like Stone Cold. And there there are a few similarities, but there's definitely some significant like... Changes. In his style back then. You know, this is pre-neck injury, obviously. So that alone probably knees. changed his style a lot. Yeah, the knees. It's was, it was just weird seeing him without two big ass knee braces on his legs.
1: And he was actually, he looked a lot slimmer too. I guess when he left, he, he put on a lot of muscle because... Yeah, he was moving. He was moving quick, and he was he was really, really. He was actually smaller. Yeah. Then yeah, he was very smaller at this time.
0: Because he went ECW is after this, right? It was between WCW and WWF.
1: Yeah, he ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. He spent most of his year ECW, and then ninety six. Yeah,
0: yeah, because he was injured most of the time in ECW, so he maybe took that time to. I forget what his injury was.
1: Matter of fact. If memory serves me right he was only ecw for like a few months because he debuted with the million dollar championship like that same year 95 right as the uh the ringmaster the ringmaster so yeah he spent like maybe six months at most yeah ecw at that time wasn't yeah. it wasn't really long
0: yeah i think that, that was a, a super common thing too back then people hopping from wcw to ecw to wwf and all different directions yeah, it's the same
1: thing that we're
0: we're seeing now, man. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about that? Just to kind of go on a quick tangent here, with all the like co uh, not co promotion, I guess co promotion a little bit like with the cross promotion, cross promotion is the word I'm looking for. Yes, just how fluid everything is with uh, certain companies and people hopping back and forth. Do you think that's uh? Do you like seeing that, or uh, what are your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's nothing new, but uh, it's pretty cool mm-hmm. to see it now and seeing everybody else's like reaction to it. Um, I just yeah. hope they actually do something with it, something worthwhile. It's just mm-hmm. not something to boost ratings. Uh, to me back then, it's not like an old guy saying back then, but to me mm-hmm. back then it was more about upping the guy's image and the guy's stock before he went to the next company. Now yeah. it's just like we're just using these guys and using these this cross promotion to boost our ratings and you know and push, they can push a storyline. You know, yeah, it was, back then I saw it as like, all oh, right, so it's like a, it was like a training for me to see like, oh, how this guy went to the other company, he changed his whole gimmick, changed his whole you know his whole move set. He was like, I guess uh, Steve Austin and because Steve Austin was the one who benefited the most from it. And when you think about it, he went to ECW and he just changed his whole his promo. Everything was changed about mm-hmm. him. Then sure. he went to WWF and they kind of tweaked up. They kind of tweaked his character at the time and kind of gave him the ringmaster.
0: Right, it was kind of a gradual process because in WCW yeah. he was like a technician. He didn't talk yes. a ton on the mic. He talked a little bit, but not you know he wasn't the mic guy. But in ECW, that's pretty much all he did, or a strong majority of what he did. Yeah, and that kind of that's what that was the start of his like you know don't take no bullshit whatever attitude and then he kind of amplified that in ecw and then when he went to wwf you know like i said they started out with the ringmaster and stuff but eventually they took what he did in ecw and kind of molded it into whatever stone cold became
1: exactly and then you know also wasn't that really good on the mic wcw i guess they gave him mic freedom promo freedom in ecw and he kind of was able to work on his promo and then once he got to WWF it was it was it was. he was going he was going up from there
0: yep so. yep yeah and like I say I just crazy to see him in 94 knowing where he would be in just a matter of like two years or so yeah uh, but this, the match itself man like you said match of the night easily I mean if we're just talking bell to bell action definitely the match of the night for me um, I mean Ricky Steamboat just like Flair can make anybody look good yep and I mean okay. not that not that Steve Austin needs somebody to make him look good, but you know, do you just combine that together and it's gonna be magic um pretty you know austin here, pretty classic heel stuff, you know he's faking the knee injury um he's trying to get himself disqualified by throwing steamboat over the rope because that was still a rule back then if you could toss over the top rope, you're disqualified mm-hmm. um and all that stuff, but uh eventually after a pretty long match it was like 20 plus minutes yeah Uh, ricky steamboat goes for a crossbody stone cold or stone cold steve austin uh counters it rolls him up puts his feet on the ropes and gets the win with like a roll up and uh yeah good finish definitely preserves uh steve austin as a chicken shit kind of heel um if that's what they were going for and steamboat busted his ass out there in one of his last you know marquee matches so Awesome match to watch. If if anybody listening, if you're going to watch one match from this show, I'd probably watch this one.
1: Yeah. And also, you know, just doing a little bit of fantasy booking here. Uh, It's just I'm trying to figure out if Austin would have stayed. Would he had a he he got into a rivalry with Hogan? Because at this time they were feeding Hogan everybody.
0: Yeah, I was about to say he might have had a I don't know if it'd be a program. He definitely probably might have gotten fed to Hogan. At some point.
1: Because Hogan was chewing everybody up at this time. like He was just running through the roster. Yeah. And then we might have had our Stone Cold Hogan dream match in 94, 95.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't have been a dream match, but it would have been a match. Yeah. I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if if Austin would have stayed, I, I don't see him reaching the heights that he ended up reaching at all. No, definitely not. But it's fun to think about. It's fun to think about. I wonder... I don't know. Do you think they ever should have had? I'm trying to think, like in the timeline, if there's ever an opportunity. I guess, like 2002, maybe they could have done Austin Hogan. Would you have? But then it get, we might not have gotten Austin Rock. So,
1: yeah, Who that's knows? true. That's that's when when I hear reports or I hear rumors or restories about why these matches didn't take place. I don't know if these matches were that big for Vince at the time to give us a match for us fans. It's like, yeah, like this is awesome. Like this is what we want, but mm-hmm. maybe something Vince didn't see as big as we did. And that's probably why we didn't get the match. Yeah. But, but I, to, to play devil's advocate, I, is, it was between the rock and stone cold and, and Hogan. I would have stayed with the rock.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially in hindsight, knowing how great that rock Hogan match was, yeah. I think you can't say, and, you can't say they made the wrong call.
1: Yeah, and it did a, Even though The Rock didn't eat at the time, it just did a lot for him as well. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was pretty cool. That was, yeah. that was, that was a great match. But that's another day, man. That was before I get off topic here. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great match, fam. Yeah, make you, know, you want to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a show on that
0: one day. Um, but man, what was not a great match was this next match here, the WCW. Tag team titles, pretty wonderful versus Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> pretty wonderful, the team of uh, Paul, Orndorff Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma. Um, <laughs> again, like man, I'm pretty lenient most of the time with watching these matches, especially you know 20 years ago, whatever this is. Um, but man, this match fucking ate shit. Yeah, like I and don't it know. I, pretty long too so like it felt like the first 20 minutes where paul roma and paul Orendorf just about to lock
1: up and then they flex instead I, I i mean the name pretty wonderful was pretty cool but that was about it about this team <laughs> there's nothing wonderful about them no nothing wonderful about it it was just no. it was just a lot of cheap 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 heel heat with the standoffs and the posing and mm. It was like, God, just get it over with. There's
0: a lot of sizzle, no
1: substance. Yeah, and then, you know, Paul, like, both Pauls are pretty good workers. And the fact that this match sucked, it was like, oh, God.
0: Yeah, it was just, I think it's a chemistry thing, if I had to guess. Because even looking at Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan, like, they each have their place. But I don't think this was it. I mean, Kevin Sullivan, from what I'm aware of, correct me if I'm wrong, he's kind of more of a character-based yeah. guy. Yeah. kind of like the, the dungeon of doom and that kind of macabre kind of like i don't want to say undertaker like but like kind of the same realm, like the same genre of character and the boogeyman let's say the boogeyman. yeah he might as well he's a boogeyman yeah <laughs> um but here he's just a normal guy that looks like a fucking pear i don't know and then you have, <laughs> <laughs> you have cactus jack who at this point he's like the death match guy you know, the past few pay-per-views, he's had these crazy street fights with, like, the Nasty Boys and stuff like that that have been very entertaining. Mm-hmm. But here, he's just in a tag match with Kevin Sullivan for some reason and don't even really understand why they have an issue with Pretty Wonderful. Um, I guess they just want the titles. I guess that's probably the extent of it. Yeah, But, yeah, it, it just seemed like nobody was really playing to their strengths in this match as far as, like, how it was booked.
1: Yeah, it was, it was like they were just going with motions. Like, no one really had a... Uh a clear path of what they were doing or where they were going. Yeah. It just felt very thrown together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. It just, yeah, there wasn't a lot of story to it. It's felt like, yeah, like you said, just going through the motions and just dragged on way too long, I think. But, uh, the finish, fuck, what was, it wasn't even the finish. So the, the pretty wonderful wins the titles here.
1: Um, Oh yeah, with, they did win the titles. Hold on. So I'm like it felt at, more like a, a transitional thing then.
0: Yeah, because I think Cactus Jack leaves for ECW pretty soon after this. Yeah, um, Kevin Sullivan sticks around for a little while longer, but I think he's mainly a booker, like in the last half of this decade.
1: Oh no, no, no! He he stood around to like ninety six because he ran ninety five with the Dungeon of Doom and right the Yeti and uh, Ming and so yeah, he was there for a while. I think to ninety six. What a crew! Yeah, man,
0: was uh, was he? in the, like an in-ring competitor throughout the Dungeon of Doom stuff.
1: Yeah, or was but was he just he like a manager? A, it was a little bit of both. He he took bumps, but he wasn't like an active active guy on the roster. Right. And then he had that match with Pillman. So yeah, he was around for a while. Yeah, I don't think he became Booker till like 96. Like or okay. early or late 95.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, even that though, he's playing, you know, he's more of a character guy. Once that Dungeon of Doom stuff starts. So is he at least playing through his strengths? Yeah, yeah. In that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a divisive topic. Some people don't like it. Some people love Dungeon of Doom, but it did, was what it was. Did, have you
1: got to watch any other
0: matches or any other segments? Not. I've seen a few segments just like out of context. Um, I didn't live through it. So you tell me, did you enjoy it?
1: I mean, hmm, it's like that cheesy horror film that you kind of don't want to watch but you want to watch yeah that's that's what it came across like like, like it's so yeah, bad it's this, good it's corny but let me watch this like let me see right. what you're and that was that was the same thing every time mm. it's corny mm. but let me watch it you know it's wcw 95 man so 94 so what a time to be alive. a lot of questionable things there i mean <laughs> the yeti and it was just oh man oh. Oh, man. I think uh, Brutus was down with them at one point. I forgot yeah. who he was. Yeah, so. Was, was the just, Yeti
0: was... the guy that, like, butt fucked somebody in the ring? Was it, like, Macho Man or something? It was, like, oh, him, and the, him and the giant, like, hug, like, did, like, a double bear hug on somebody.
1: Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard about that. I'm trying to remember who they did it on. I can't Was it, was it Luger?
0: It might have been Luger. I don't know. It was, it was just, yeah. just,
1: They were still trying
0: to figure things out back then, I think.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it was something to do with... It was corny and a cheesy... It was cool in a corny, cheesy, lovable way.
0: Yeah. You know? There's something for everybody. And that's for somebody. Maybe not me, but somebody else. else.
1: Yeah. At this point, I remember watching him on Nitro one day. I'm like, "Ah, I'm watching Raw. I'm watching... Yeah. I'm watching (laughs) Bob Holly and the 123 Kid instead. You mean Sparky Plug? Sparky Plug. Absolutely. You know, I'm watching the smoking guns. Oh. <laughs> I'm so I'm not watching the Dungeon of Doom.
0: Yeah. I remember that much. Man, when you prefer the smoking guns, that's, yeah. you know, that tells you something.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I was like, uh huh, I'm changing the channel. <laughs> so,
0: but uh, that brings us to the main event. The thing that everybody came to see the dream match of the century. I think Michael Buffer compared this to the moon landing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Pretty much the same, I think.
1: Yeah, the moon landing—it <laughs> was fake. <laughs> landing was fake, so yeah, I'll compare it to that.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a completely different podcast we need to do in the future, but yeah, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so Hogan, like we said, they set this up with like all the uh, celebrities in the crowd and all, like like a Noki and all that. Um, just making it feel like a big fight feel and you know I'm watching this show and it does feel like uh, like a different atmosphere than uh, Slambery was the month before or Spring Stampede. It felt like a big deal um, and it's Hogan and Flair. so how could it not? So Shaq comes out holding the uh, the world title. For some reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's my favorite part because he looks so serious. Like, they gave him one job to do, and he's like, I'm going to get the job done. (laughs) He just marched out there with that title. Like, it was, yo, you're not taking it from me. Don't dribble the title. Don't dribble the title. Yeah, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Man, Shaq just always looks like he's confused,
1: even to this day. Yeah. He was Um, like, go out with the title, you get it to the ring, and you don't drop it. He's like, got it." it. And that was it. That's all you had to <laughs> <Don't>, tell him.
0: <laughs> don't trip over the ropes. Don't hurt Hogan. That's all you got to do. Say hi to Mr. T. What a cast of characters is out there. Jimmy Hart's out there. Oh, man. God.
1: <laughs> you wanted Bunch colors. You faces. got colors here. <laughs> yeah. Shit load of colors in there, man. I have a oh, question man. for you. What's up? Are you a big... Tro-
0: uh, oh, my God. What the fuck is it called? Trouble... Not Trouble in Paradise. I oh, hope the thunder show Paradise. Did? thunder and thunder paradise. paradise. <laughs> yeah, were you a big thunder and paradise fan?
1: Uh, um, I caught it a few times, but oh man, rest of soul, my grandfather liked that show. I don't know why, yeah. I don't know why. He was like, Hey man, this guy's on TV, you want to watch it? You I, yeah, I kind of lean over. I'm like, No, man, I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't caught it yet, but maybe one day I'll, uh,
1: I mean, get if it's oh man, how can I explain it? It's, it's like a typical action tv show like it's just the stories made no sense and mm-hmm. i don't think it was supposed to but it was man listen i don't even know why he watched it and it was just weird <laughs> just so for weird. Hogan,
0: i think that the people making that show are like hey let's get hogan on a show and then we'll figure out the plot afterwards
1: we'll figure out the plot we'll just get all the old folks to watch it man exactly. i don't know man i wish i could have asked him but he was just like hey man your guy's on TV. I'm like, my guy. i look. I'm like, man, that's not my guy. And I'll just walk away.
0: Yeah. Man. Deflated yeah.
1: Hogan. Don't even recognize He's, him. Yeah. With, with a black, what is he, like a brown mustache or brown beard.
0: Oh, man. oh, he dyed his hair for it? I mean, yeah. I literally have, I don't I know nothing about this show. Like, I've never even seen any pictures of it or anything.
1: Yeah. You got to catch it, man. Like, I think you'll get a kick out of it. You get man. a kick out of it. Oh, I trust your recommendations. So. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> you, ever seen the, you ever seen The Nanny with Hogan? No, I haven't seen the nanny. Oh, come Have on! Have you man, seen you the nanny? Yeah, of course, of course. Oh, you're you're a big Titanic Mark, so I shouldn't be. Surprised. That's right. <laughs> you know, '90s movies, man. T- uh the nanny. Uh, come on, I know you watched Roman Commando.
0: No. Oh, but, on, the one, with dude. The you're Undertaker? like 20 years. You're like 20 years older
1: than me. We're we're completely <laughs> different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the one with the Undertaker. He plays like a, a space bounty bounty hunter. What is it called? suburban commando what year is that that come out man listen i was like in kindergarten when i came out but i didn't so see it until years later was it before undertaker was a character no undertaker whoa that's a good question this this had to come out like in 91 or 90. okay so it's early enough to where
0: people might not associate him with that maybe but it's yeah, still oh well,
1: yeah he's i mean and the guy that Christopher Lloyd is in the movie too. Whatever it is, just watch it. You'll get a kick out of it. You'll get a kick <laughs> out of it. Like, trust me.
0: I always love watching wrestler movies. Like, I watched The um, the Condemned the other day, and now I'm getting all these recommendations for these random-ass Stone Cold movies, which apparently he's done, like, a shit ton of movies, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, yeah. He's done, he's done like, 20 fucking action movies, and they're all the same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but we're talking about yeah, Hogan no. versus Flair. God damn it!
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, what were you talking about before this? We're yeah, talking about right, the moon
0: see. landing. We're talking about Hogan and how it's the same thing. Shaq's there. It's all. It's all silly. It's all. It's, um, all, it's all. good. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, like we were talking about. So tro- trouble, not tro- tropical paradise, right? No, tropical paradise. Paradise,
1: Thunder Paradise.
0: <laughs> That's the, uh, the paradise. Ben Stiller movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay it's all confusing but thunder in paradise there we go what's even more confusing is how different hogan looks here man i mean this hey, is like right off the steroid scandal yes you, you read my mind yeah. i guess uh it's, it's crazy how that'll just change your face completely yeah and your
1: body everything man i mean he looked good though he looked he looked like a regular guy He, lo- i With... mean i guess yeah he looked more like an athlete i think Yes, yes. He looked like he was training for the Olympics. Yeah. That's what he looked like. Yeah. He didn't like the Hulk Hogan with the 24 inch pythons. Yeah. So
0: Whose who's tan did you like better? Hogan's or Flares?
1: Oh, Hogan's. Hogan's looked natural. <laughs> you didn't think Flares looked good? Flares looked like it was, it was like a spray tan with his bleach blonde hair or platinum yeah. white, whatever it was. That Hogan, Man. Hogan, off topic. I've met Hogan and his mm-hmm. tan. Looks really good in person. Like I know sometimes on TV you can see it, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. But in person, I don't know. Maybe it's because I met him in the summer, but his tan was on point. Just to point that out, on point. Really? That's yeah, shocking. I, knew I mean, it was a fake tan because he had no tan lines. Right. No tan lines at all. Like the guy was in a tank top; he had no tan lines. <laughs> so I'm like, this is I a mean, fake tan,
0: but at it looked good. I, at what point does a fake tan just become a real tan? You know what I mean? I don't know.
1: We got we got to ask Snooki for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Snooki reference, man. Yeah. This this podcast is everything. Yeah, it um, is. Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yep. Yeah, so this, this the whole match gets set up with everything. It has a lot of pop and circumstance. Um, then the match starts, and I mean, it was. Look, man. I mean, both these guys are kind of, honestly, towards the end of their careers, at least as like full time guys. I guess Hogan really is. I mean, he's got a few years left.
1: Yeah, he's got like 15 years still left after that.
0: I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But uh, it depends on what you consider, you know. I don't know. But the match itself was, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's kind of a typical Hogan style match. Um, yeah, yeah. Back and but forth. A, yeah, but with a, uh, <laughs> an added flair to it. Um,
1: <laughs> you're on one today huh you're on and one such today such good shit such good yeah. shit brother yeah. such good shit pal
0: yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah I, mean, I enjoyed the match I mean the crowd the energy was like on a completely different level I mean it was Hogan's first WCW match his first match period in like at least a year I think um, yeah and I mean Flair like, like we said he can make anybody look good and I think they just meshed pretty well um definitely yeah it was a dream match it was the match that everybody's been wanting to see um do you think it lived up to the hype yeah
1: i mean it did i don't yeah i don't whether which whatever promotion they would have fought it it have been wwf it would have been the same same result it would have been the same match between the two so I yeah had, it, it kind of lived up to the hype
0: yeah i think so i mean i was watching this man and I was getting the goosebumps watching like the end of it he does the big boot and the leg drop like typical Hogan shit but man it works every time every time every time 75% of the time every time but uh, (laughs) so yeah good match here Uh, Hogan obviously gets the win because he's Hulk Hogan Uh, wins the big gold
1: belt and uh, he buries Ric Flair (laughs) never recovered (laughs) never that was it that was the end of him they misused him no, nope, no, nope,
0: Nobody even remembers them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But, uh, yeah, man, so awesome finish, awesome main event, and that brings the show to a close. I mean, there, there are a lot of high points in the show, a few low points, but overall, I mean, I enjoyed watching it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I really did, man. I brought back memories, seeing Flair, Hogan, seeing... Uh, Cactus Jack, C Vader, and my good friend the Guardian Angel. (laughs) So yeah. Brought back (laughs) memories. Good memories.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like I said, just cool to see guys before they became stars and all the shit. It was definitely a fun watch, if anybody yeah, uh, it was
1: uh one of those pay-per-views where you had the younger guys in the in the vets, and they all meshed well, except Mm -hmm. for like pretty wonderful one cactus jack. But for we the most part, that. you had Austin and Steamboat. They meshed well. Then you had Regal and Johnny Bad. They meshed mm-hmm. really meshed well. So the car was very balanced as far as talent. Yeah. So it, it worked out for everybody. Everybody looked good in doing so.
0: For sure, especially considering they could have just rested on Hogan versus Flair. But I feel like they put together a top to bottom, top to bottom, pretty good, pretty good card. Yeah. Something for everybody, I think.
1: And the fact that they had like. Uh, I think they had jesse ventura on commentary right yeah that was a, that was a weird thing too
0: they they were like switching color commentators because they started with heenan and yes. they brought in jesse ventura and i think they went back to heenan i don't know if that was by i mean i'm sure it was by design but i guess it was maybe to keep a fresh voice in the booth
1: and tony Schiavone stayed he didn't swap out he stayed throughout the whole pay-per-view right nah tony's a workhorse man yeah he, he wanted that all. paycheck he gave, gave me the overtime
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's funny seeing jesse ventura there considering i mean it's pretty well known i think that ventura and hogan hate each other yeah so was was he there
1: in the main event jesse ventura i don't even remember no i think it was uh heenan because Heenan was throwing out a lot of the heel references yeah so i think it was uh heenan and shivani i That's could another, be wrong yeah I'm pretty sure someone's gonna like say this guy don't know shit once they listen to this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, I might be wrong in this, but I think if you're I am, right, I'm with you. I'll go down with the, with you.
0: Like the don't Titanic kill me.
1: Kid. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good show, man. Any other thoughts on this?
1: No, Bash I just, beach? like you said, it was a pretty cool show to see everyone before they made it to the next stage in their career. You had Dustin Rose, you had Austin, yeah, Mick Foley, you know, you had Johnny B. Bad. It was it was pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah. Kind of a transition time. Yeah. I feel like. Um I mean, we're still a few years from uh NWO, uh, still at least a year from Nitro. I think I think about a year from
1: Nitro. Yeah, Nitro ninety five. September first. Yep. Well, September ninety five. I'm wrong with dates. So I'm gonna say September of ninety five. <laughs> you sounded confident.
0: Uh, I'm gonna make you stick with it
1: yeah I could be wrong. I'm just playing that out there, but September I'm definitely right on
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll give you that one um but yeah, man, I think that's all I got. uh, you watching impact tomorrow
1: impact yes, i was told. i was told so I was told so to do so. I will be watching yeah. it tomorrow
0: yeah, awesome, yeah i mean I'm gonna I, I was watch t- it for the first time in ten
1: years, I think yeah, I was told there may be some surprises on Impact tomorrow, so tune in. I said, great. From your sources, unnamed sources? Unnamed sources, yes. I can't because uh, I don't want to name any sources. But it was like, hey, man, do you watch Impact? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I was like, watch <laughs> it. Watch it tomorrow. I'm like, why? I was like, oh, you may be surprised. So I'm like, all right, cool. Do you actually not know? Hey, what do you mean? Like, what's happening tomorrow?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or who's scheduled uh, to appear?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Tell you. I'll I, let I, you
0: find I, out. Oh, so you know already. I mean, I know one guy is going to be there. Kenny?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows uh, that. Okay. He has to be on there.
0: I was like, man, this guy doesn't know.
1: This guy thinks wrestling's still at work. <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't know shit about wrestling. They're going to be on. They should. You know what they should do? They should have Impact on Wednesday and have Kenny Omega be on both shows at the same time. Oh, <laughs> that's what we need. More yeah. Wednesday wrestling. <laughs> we need more Wednesday wrestling. More ratings yes. war
0: exactly <laughs> and more demos more demos we'll see what we'll see what the demos have for impact i'm sure the demos were great for bash at the beach 94
1: of course uh, the 18 the 18 to 49 they had like a five percent they had five points on there
0: they did great uh, i think they were watching sparky plug man
1: yeah and the buy rate was off the hook that year oh it had to be. for uh for the revenue was oh, that what it was? No, I'm just pulling out oh. notes, man. <laughs> I was like, this guy
0: got some notes. <laughs> no, uh, I mean,
1: 1994. I would say 100, 150,000 by rate would be really good.
0: 150,000.
1: Yeah, this is 94. I mean, I mean, when you ordered, well, see, you wouldn't know, man. You was ordering pay per views. Nah, I was still trying not to shit my pants in 94. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, was a no. i well, was looking up.
0: Views. I'm going to look it up right now because you got me curious.
1: Yeah. Because um, that seems like a low number to me. 94. See, my mom had me kind of on a strict, strict, strict pay-per-view choice. And she was like, either watch... WrestleMania was a no-no because WrestleMania costs more. It's like 50 bucks. Mm. So she was like, okay, so you either want to watch WrestleMania, the one pay-per-view for the whole year, or you want to watch SummerSlam. So yeah. I had to pick and choose. But I had a cool neighbor on the whole from us who had an illegal cable box, and he would have me come over and watch it for free. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, true story, man. Your your secret's safe with me. Yeah, true story. This guy was really really cool. Like he was a lot older than me, but uh, he was like, "Hey, man, I'm watching pay per view. You know, I got the hot box. I said, all right, come over." You know, that's
0: that's funny you say that because when I was growing up, we got pay per views for free. I th- always thought it was some sort of like, like I don't know, error, this is some twisted wire somewhere. But mm-hmm. my, my parents must have been up to some sketchy shit, I guess. Cause I watched my first show I ever watched was WrestleMania. <laughs> it just happened to pop on the TV, and this is before you can just like hit a button on the remote and buy it, you know. So oh, yes. it's not like I hit something. Who knows? So your but, parents
1: knew somebody way up there in the cable chain. They got they got you guys hooked up.
0: I guess, man. I was watching like Small Soldiers and shit, all the movies. Now I'm, I'm learning man. right now. I don't know how to read buy rates. What does 1.02 mean? Because that know. was the buy rate. 1 million. <laughs> I'm gonna say 1 million.
1: We're 1, million say One million for that year—that's a lot, man. It's Hogan and Flair, you know. Yeah, but this is—is this is not their main pay per view, right? Oh, it's fucking Hogan and Flair. I mean,
0: Fall Brawl the, the next month does like half of that because I don't think Hogan so, is even
1: on that. Is he? He should, What? I'm confused, man. I could have sworn he was on there. I remember seeing like a poster. He was. He had like the uh, the war paint on him. You sure that wasn't ninety five? See, man, don't trust me because I would be wrong. Man, you Let's got see. me doing
0: all this, all this research right here. Let's see, we got
1: no Hogan Bat- was again. not on here. No, nope, but we get Vader versus Guardian Angel again. Thank God. And then the attendance was sixty five hundred compared to fourteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Well, we'll do a business podcast next time.
1: Yeah, I'm the wrong person to give out business advice. We'll have all our figures I'll together. I'll yeah. try my best. I will try my best. Fake it till you make it.
0: All right, man. Well, man, thanks Thanks once again, man, for joining me on this. It's always
1: course, a pleasure. Of course, man. And I, I apologize. It's just I got to get my life together, man. So nah. the next time I got you, I, I'll, I'll be right on point. You know, I, I should be going on vacation uh, for the remainder of December. So if you have anything lined up for me, just let me know. And also, I would like to get you on my, my
0: podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I saw you started it up again. I listened to yeah. a little bit of it.
1: Yes My wife is like She's like my co-host now So She's really That's good right, at interviewing yeah. And asking questions So anybody she interview like, you? That's what we're gonna do on Later tonight So Man Put fun. yourself
0: over On your own podcast <laughs> Exactly I like it, My
1: guy <laughs> Exactly So she's like I got the good questions To ask you I'm like alright Whatever man Just, just yeah. freestyle it
0: <laughs> I'll definitely just... Be catching that Yeah man once again thank you to burying the smarks for joining me on this hilariously fun episode good old bts is always a good i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna call him bts that was just a thing i did isn't that like a fucking boy band or something like an asian boy band man that is that is the opposite of what burying the smarks is (laughs) but yeah a lot of fun here in a really big show in the history of wcw like i said my past 1994 wcw episodes have kind of been the pre-hogan era getting a kind of a sense of what it was like before hogan and honestly it was pretty uh pretty whelming if that's a word uh but man wcw at this point is uh they're not gonna be perfect but man the fire is definitely lit and we're still about a year out from nitro but man they got some momentum going now and uh make sure to subscribe and uh to continue listening to these episodes as well as other different uh series of wrestling uh next week we got some progress wrestling coming at you got my 50th episode q a which by the way you can still submit questions uh, just go to my Twitter and my pin tweet has a uh, tweet where you can respond to, where you can DM me here, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Grinder, wherever I'm, wherever I am, you can find me, uh, send me a DM for a question. I'll give you a shout out on that 50th episode. Um, uh, but yeah, man, that's about all daddy has for you today. Thank you guys once again for listening. I'm hard.